0: Hello, welcome to the Excel Books podcast. My name is Molly, and I'm your host for today. And on our show, we just like to talk about family, work, and life. If you have not heard of us yet, uh, we are a business support company. We're um, with a goal of just helping people reach their their dreams through virtual assistance, web design, you name it, we've got it all at an affordable price and custom tailored for you. So, if you're looking into any of those things, please visit us on the web at xelbooks.com. All right. So, for today, I wanted to talk to you about something specifically related to parenting. Um, I find this to be a really important topic. Something that really isn't addressed as often as I think we should. Um, you know, when it comes to being a parent, I'm a, I'm a mom. I have two amazing boys. Uh, that are now in their teenager years. Oh, so my goose. And um, I learned something over the past uh, probably three or four years with them, specifically during this pandemic. And I wanted to share that with you and what I learned and, you know, what I, what I figured out that I shouldn't do and what I should do. Um, and so the title for this episode today is The Parent Trap. And what do I mean by The Parent Trap? When you become a parent there's often a whole bunch of advice that comes to you from every angle. You know, you've got loved ones, family members telling you things. You've got your, you know, if you're a churchgoer, your church family's telling you things. You know, even total strangers who see you with a kid and they just offer advice without even asking if you wanted it. And very often you'll hear things such as, well, you don't need to be your kid's friend. You need to be their parent. Or... You know, you want to be your kid's best friend so that they can always come to you. Um, You know, or, you know, it doesn't matter. It's business, you know, manage your child. You know, there's all sorts of advice out there that if you're not careful, you can actually lose your own voice by listening to everyone else's. And as a parent, it's really important not to fall into that trap, um, to not let others shape your parenting to the extent of not hearing from God and not hearing uh, your own voice in the matter, and there's something that I I learned, or I'll say I adapted from my own voice with parenting, and it helped me a lot, especially during the pandemic. So when you have a teenager, you know I have one who just turned 13 last year. Oh my gosh still trying to process that (laughs) and I have a rising teenager and during this uh, season of his life I noticed that he really got into video games and I mean like okay he wanted to do some everything and for the longest time I had held my son back from video games and I know you're thinking what parent does that um now don't get me wrong He had video games, and I mean, like, you know, we would have, like, very kid-friendly, you know, rated G, you know, for, you know, the lowest of the low rating, Um, you know, safe as we can. You know, we wouldn't let him watch films unless, you know, we scanned it through, you know, certain uh, programs first for any kind of suggestive anything. And here it was, he was becoming a teenager, and the things that I was showing him before really weren't for his age, His taste in music started to change. He no longer, uh, you know, would bebop in the backseat, you know, to the songs that I played over and over again from Disney and everything else. Um, Very selective Disney songs, I might add. And it dawned on me at that point. I remember watching friends, watching loved ones and how they parented their children. And then I said, you know what? This is one of those turning points as a parent where I've got to determine If I want to adapt to meet my child where he is, or if I want to crush his spirit and make him stay compliant in a way that I want him to stay for the rest of my life. Now, what am I saying? Am I saying that I just went, you know, cold turkey and said, here, watch everything and play everything? No, I did not. I chose a more strategic approach. So what did I do? Um, my son liked listening to music that was a little more his age, but I didn't want him listening to, um, obscene language, no profanity. I didn't want him listening to things that were suggestive in nature. Um, I wanted him to hear things that had good melodies. Um, you know, maybe artists that have a really good purpose, you know, at least at the time that I heard the song. And I wanted him to play games that either, I enjoyed or could learn to enjoy. And so this is what I did. I made a playlist on my uh, Spotify. So whatever app you use, if you're a Pandora fan, Pandora, but I use Spotify and I'm a big fan of Spotify. And I looked at my kid one day and I said, I want you to write down all the songs that you like, whatever it is, I want to know all about it. And he's like, you want to hear what I like? I said, yeah, I want to hear what you like. And I had both of my kids write down songs that they liked. And then I went through in my, you know, spare time, <laughs> which I don't know what that is. Um, and I listened to each song. I took the time to listen to the song. I looked up the lyrics. I looked at who the, the person was that was singing it. What kind of songs do they normally make? I looked at uh, what their album covers normally look like to see if if my kid looked it up, would it be anything that I would be ashamed for them to see? And after I you know, looked up these things, uh, most of the songs, not all, but most of them, I thought, these are good songs. I can go with that. So then I made a playlist on Spotify and the playlist was completely dedicated to my kids. I called it Boy's Car Ride. So that anytime we were in the car, we're driving around to the McDonald's or wherever, you know, which that was, you know, the in place to go during the pandemic, you know, at, at its peak it was to go to whatever uh, drive through restaurant you could, you know, look good and play your music and make it fun. And I played this playlist for them and they were so excited. They thought, mom, I remember my, my oldest telling me, he says, mom, you are the coolest mom ever. I love this song. And it never dawned on him that I would incorporate something he likes into my world. Now, the playlist was controlled on my phone. You know, it's not like my kids can get into it and adjust it at their will or anything. But just knowing that there was something that I was doing specifically for them, not necessarily making myself my best, their best friend, but really just letting them know that I'm not just, you know, a mom to give you things to do. I'm a mom who's involved. I care about what you're doing. I care about what you care about. And there's room in my life for what you care about. So that was the first thing I did. Um, My kids loved it so much to the point that they started making requests. So... You know, unbeknownst to me, I became a parental DJ uh, without even knowing it. And they're like, hey, can you play this song from, you know, so every time they saw a a show on TV or Netflix or anything, and they're like, oh, I love the theme song. Can you add that to the boys car ride? And I'm like, sure, you know, so, you know, it became a growing thing, Um, but it helps, especially when we're having a down day or we're having a, oh my gosh, we're still in the house again, you know, in the midst of the pandemic. Um, what do we do? And just having that little playlist that we just played at random times was great. It even turned out perfect when it came to virtual birthday parties. You know, I already knew what my son liked to hear. So he wasn't listening to music from my genre, if that wasn't his thing. He was listening to things that he liked. And so it was really, really helpful um, as a parent. And I noticed that we started to bond as a result. So that's one way that I made sure that I didn't fall into the parent trap of, oh, I can't be, you know, that close with my kid or something. Um, another thing that I did was something that took a little bit of adventure and bravery on my part. The video game realm. Oh my gosh. I know you're listening. You're like, really? I don't like video games. They're all bad. What are we going to do with them? You know, just uh, just, it's ruining their minds, all this stuff. Well, I thought about it, and I said, you know, my kid is of an age where that is a social norm. It is something that keeps him engaged. And especially during this pandemic, I can't eliminate it completely from his life if I want to have peace in my home and a lasting connection with my son. Um, So I I made a very unique decision. I decided to get him some games, specifically games that I like. Um, And I won't list the the games because I don't want to, you know, have anybody think, oh, this is the best game to use. No, you use a game that, you know, you are at peace with. It's between you and your family and you and God. And, uh, but for me, we had a game that I've loved. I played for years and I said, you know what? This is a little outside of my comfort zone. I would prefer not to ever have him play a game that, has anything adult in any kind of way, but I'm going to try it. We're going to see where this goes. And so I introduced my son to the game. I started playing it with it, uh, playing it myself. And I said, Hey, I want you to watch this game that I'm playing and let me know if you like it. And as I'm playing the game, he's amazed. Oh my gosh, mom, look at how the character jumps. Look at how they can climb walls and all this stuff. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, this is cool. Can I play? And I thought, sure. Now, I'll be honest. The first time I did this, I was like, oh, my gosh, what kind of parent am I? You know, I'm introducing this game that has violence in it. You know, not extreme, I guess, you know, depending on your definition. But, oh, my gosh, have I lost my parenting edge, you know. But it turned out to be one of the best things ever. Because not only did my son enjoy the game. He started talking to me about games that he was interested in. See, you know, when it comes to being a parent, having an open ear and being available are one thing, but demonstrating that availability and that interest is a whole different ball game. And there's a lot of parents that think, oh, well, I'm doing great because I'm always home or I'm here every day, or I pick him up from school every day, or I'm with him in the morning every day, and I talk to him on the way there. But do you talk specifically about what they are interested in? Do you meet them where they are? Because if not, you're just talking. What teenager really wants to hear from a parent that has nothing to do with what they want to do? You know, if your teenager is into skateboarding, you should be studying skateboarding in every level possible. What's the sport? How do you do it? What's the best skateboard? Where do people skateboard? Are there competitions? What are most kids their age doing with the skateboard? How often is the average time to play on it? I mean, treat it like a business. You know, what do I have to know about this to master it? Because when you're interested, your child feels interested, um, you know, it. It kind of falls into the love language of quality time, if you will. And so it it speaks volumes. And so, you know, I may do another you know show on this, but I just wanted to put that in there. So I introduced him to this game and then I did something to make sure that I still had my parenting edge because, yes, I wanted to introduce him to new games, but I was not going to have my child uh, become a victim of obsessive game playing to the point of, I can never get a word in. He never does his chores, you know, then finish schoolwork, that kind of stuff. So if you're listening, um, here's a few tools that I use to help me engage with my child and still not fall into the parent trap. Uh, Family Link, Microsoft Family Link. If you have not heard of it, you should look into it. It is at no cost to you. And it allows you to create an account for your child and you can have the device log in specifically to that account. You know, they don't need the password and it will control what time they are allowed to play on any device that you add and dictate the time frames in which they can do it. So if I say, hey, they're playing this one too much, I can shut off that particular game and they can't play it. Or I can say, you know what, I only want you to play after school hours, but I want you to stop playing in time to get your shower and, you know, eat dinner and all that stuff. So I use it religiously. I have a a schedule set up for my kids so they know every day, like clockwork, there's a certain time when they can play and there may be certain times where they can't play at all. That way I don't have to worry about them playing video games during school time. Why? Because they literally can't access it. Their account only opens up to that, and anything I have has a password on it, Um, you know, unless they're learning to become future hackers, um, you know, they can't get in. So that was a way that they get what they want, I get what I want, and it's a win-win. So Microsoft Family Link, definitely. I also encourage you, if you are a Xbox uh, person, um, I'm an Xbox fan, Use your settings. There are accounts on there, and you can put a unique code and pattern on your Xbox and make it to where your kids can only log into their account. If you're still using the same Microsoft Family Link, you can actually have that feed over into the Xbox so they can only get in their account, they cannot get in yours. And they're only getting into their account when you allow it. And it'll pop up as a big message on the screen and say, hey, you can't get in here. You know, your time doesn't start for two hours. So and then the great thing is it also fosters communication. This is what I love about Microsoft Family Link. If my kid is trying to play the game and it's before their time or after their time, there's a little button that lets them ask for more time, which is a direct communication with me as a parent. So I'm not out of the loop. I'm not just sitting there like, okay, I gave him a schedule and hopefully it works. He can say, hey, can I have more time today? And sometimes he'll ask for it and sometimes he won't. But I get that notification on my on my email or on my phone instantly. And I'm like, oh, the kid wants more time. And then I can look at the clock and say, well, wait a minute. You didn't finish your chores yet. I'll give you 30 minutes if you do this first, you know, or, you know, hey, you know, you just, you were on for four hours straight. Let's take a break. Um, it's a really good tool if you look into it. And I, I just want to encourage you, um, you know, for all the parents listening or future parents listening, you know, there's a famous saying, you know, when you have a child, they don't come in this world with a, a, a book. You know, there's no manual that says, This is how to raise this kid. Um, y- you learn as you go. You know, we read books, we talk to people, you know, we listen to podcasts, we try to figure out, you know, our way. And I want to say, Give yourself grace. I say this very often, but flow with the grace. You know, it may not be perfect, you may not have all the answers. You may start off with something that you think is a good idea and then realize later that it was not so great of an idea. Um, There are things I've tried with my kids before that I thought was golden. And then I look back on it and I'm like, okay, we should not have done that. (laughs) So, um, you know, look into ways that you can connect with your child without falling into the trap of losing your voice. Because as a parent, your voice is powerful it's strong, it's important, it's needed. And your child needs your voice, but what they need just as much is a connection with you. If you work at home all day, like I do, um, it doesn't matter that you're in proximity. What they care about is when you are with them, how much proximity are you giving to the things they really wanna talk about? I even make that effort with my youngest. If he's watching a new cartoon show, sometimes I'll deliberately go sit next to him just to watch the cartoon. Do I really want to see the cartoon? No. Am I really interested in the cartoon? Not at all. But I'm interested in him. And that's what matters. And they remember those moments. They'll remember, oh, okay, he likes this. Okay, he likes this character. And they'll say, hey, when did you start watching this? Who's your favorite character? What are they talking about? Um, you know, now don't, don't quiz your kid to death, you know, during the film. Now, you know, be, be considerate, you know, let them watch it, you know, but ask them later on, you know, ask them at dinner time. Hey, I thought that cartoon you watched was pretty interesting. Who's your favorite character? Um, you know, and then keep, and write those things down. Those are the, that's how you find, uh, things that your kid wants for their birthday. You're like, oh, okay. My kid likes this. I'm going to get ton of things like that oh, my kid likes this song. Maybe he'd like some uh, posters or, or, I don't know, uh, clothing from this uh, artist or something. Think outside the box. You know, don't fall into the trap of you only have to do it somebody else's way. And don't fall into the trap of I can't hear anybody else's way because I know all. Don't fall into that trap. Be open. Be considerate. Take everything in prayer. Meditate it you know, meditate and and flow with the grace. I'm sure you can make much better progress if you just give yourself patience and try new things. All right, that's all we have for today's podcast. Um, please visit us on the web at xelbooks.com and click um, events. You'll see a great big button to join us live on the podcast. So if you ever thought, hey, I really want to talk to you, I want to know, what are you asking? You know, what what do you think about this? We have a live podcast every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern that you can join us. You can actually uh, pick a virtual seat with us and we'll talk about things that you're interested in. All right. That's all for today. Be blessed and remember to take care of your family, your work and your life.